wanted to inform you, I uh, text Tony a few hours ago to see how he was doing, and uh, he said that uh, he was feeling some better, so I know we're all encouraged by that. And David, I forgot to tell you, I got a message from WC, and he's saying that uh, not only is Nelma feeling bad, but he's also feeling bad as well, so we remember WC and add him to our list of sick as well. We began this morning by studying from the 21st chapter of John. You remember as we discussed there, the disciples, seven of them, were waiting on Jesus to appear there in Galilee as they were instructed. We know at this time, Peter says, I'm going fishing. They go into the boat, they fish all night, and they catch nothing. At daybreak, there is a man on the shore that they do not recognize as being Jesus, but he tells them where the cast they bring in a net full of fish that they cannot even pull into the boat. They recognize it as Jesus. They come ashore. They bring the fish. Jesus has fish and bread prepared there, cooks them breakfast, and provides for their needs at this time. Now, as we pick up with our story, the dining is over. We began in the 15th verse of John chapter 21 just as David read. So when they had dined, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Now, as we look at this verse here, there's a lot of discussion. In just this one verse right here. And a lot that we can glean for, from it and understand about it. Now the first thing we have to ask ourselves, as Jesus is talking in, unto Peter here, did he have this discussion in front of the other six apostles? Or was this a private conversation just between Jesus and Peter? Did Jesus tell Peter, come, walk with me? I believe that that's what he said, because we're going to see later, before the end of this chapter, it seems like they are walking along as they are talking. But Jesus has this conversation with Peter, and he begins by asking him a question. He said, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And did you notice what Jesus did there? Before, Simon was his Jewish name. Simon was the name. But Jesus had asked on one occasion, Who do men say that I am? And who do you say that I am? Peter made that wonderful declaration that thou art the Son of God. Remember Jesus said, Thou art Peter. Renamed him Peter. You, we remember what that Peter means. It means rock. Peter's no longer that rock. Remember, he had denied the Lord three times on that night that he was taken. So Jesus refers to Peter here as Simon. He said, Simon, lovest thou me more than these? The next thing that is discussed by scholars and theologians and by commentators is, what does Jesus mean by these. What is these? Lovest thou me more than these? 
Some would advocate that these are, are, are the fisherman's life that Peter is engaged in. Remember, we looked at this morning that, that there is a school of thought that, that Peter felt unworthy, undeserving of his apostleship. Uh, maybe he wanted to go back in, into fishing. And Jesus is asking Peter, do you love me more than this? What you're doing, fishing, the fisherman's life? Others say that Jesus is asking Peter, do you love me more than you love these other apostles? Do you love me more than these? There is another school of thought that says that Jesus is asking Peter, do you love me more than these others love me? And various thoughts are put forth. I think that Jesus is asking all of that and more. Jesus is asking Peter, do you love me above all else? Do you love me first and foremost? Now, Peter answers. He says, Yea, Lord, you, you, you know that I love you. You know that I love you. Jesus tells him, Then feed my lambs. They're his because Jesus has paid for them. Jesus had paid for them with his blood on that cross on Calvary. They're his lambs. His lambs are his disciples, his followers. He tells Peter, Then be about taking care of my followers. Verse 16, Jesus said to him again, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter tells him the same thing. Thou, thou knowest that I love you. So he says unto him, Feed my sheep. Take care of my disciples. And verse 17, he asked Peter a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? We read now that Peter is grieved, that the Lord has asked him this third time, Do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know all things. You can read my heart. You know that I love you. Jesus said unto him, Then feed my sheep. Uh, Jesus asked these questions to Peter. I mean, he knew Peter's heart, as he knows all hearts. But he asked these questions where Peter could have some self-examination. How do you feel? And Jesus tells him, then tend or feed my sheep, my disciples. See, Peter had denied the Lord three times. Had failed him those three times. Peter is now given three opportunities. Three opportunities for grace. Do you love me? Jesus asked. Then get back to loving for caring, for watching his people, his disciples. Instead of doing what you're doing, I have a place for you. There's work that you need to be doing. You need to be working for me. Now, we know that we're not Peter. We're not one of the apostles. 
But the Lord still asks each one of us that same thing. That same thing. Do you love me? I always say, and I've told you many times, when you study the Scriptures, always make it personal. Make like Jesus is asking you tonight. Do you love me? Put your name there. Do you love me? Do you love me? Well, if you do, take care of my church. If you love me, take care of my people. If you love me, take care of one another. Love one another. Care for one another. Look out for one another. You know, this church, any church, is just as strong as the love that the people have for one another. Verses 18 and 19 together. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou was young, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou would not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Jesus says, Verily, verily. Remember, he's talking to Peter here. Of a truth. Of a certainty. In fact, he says to Peter, When you were young, you had the freedom to go where you wanted to go. You had the freedom to dress yourself in any manner that you choose. But now Jesus is going to reveal to Peter his faith in the years to come. There will come a day, Jesus says, when you're older, when, when others will have power over you, when those that have the power over you will take you places you don't want to go, they'll bring about his death. Now the scholars tell us that when he says, stretch out your hands, this is an idiom for the, the crucifixion. They also say the, the, the words being led where you do not want to go is also an idiom for being led to this to his execution. John reveals indeed that uh, this is what the Lord revealed to Peter concerning his death. We know the scripture does not tell us, but tradition tells us that Peter was crucified upside down because he did not count himself worthy to be crucified in the same manner that his Lord was crucified. John says that his death would glorify God. And notice what Jesus then tells Peter. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me to walk down that path that Jesus had walked. That path of love and sacrifice. That path of self-denial, that path of humility, that path of death. Now, on another level, letting this speak to us today, we see the truth in the words that, that, that's speaking about life itself. When we are young, 
we can go about and we can do and go as we please. We can dress ourselves in any manner that we want. But as we get older, the hardships of age is seen in our lives. And it could be that we get to that point in time when we're not going to be able to care for ourselves. We will be brought to or taken to places we do not want to go. And it also describes the roads that we may have to walk down as disciples and followers of Christ. Going to places we do not want to go. As we walk down those roads of sorrow, as we go down roads of loss, as we go down roads of poverty, as we walk down roads of sickness and roads of death. Yet, look what Jesus says. How does he end it? Follow me. Whatever road that life leads us, as we follow Jesus, where to go? Remember, on that night that Jesus was taken, as he prayed in that garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed to, to his heavenly Father that let this cup pass from me, that cup of sorrow and anguish and woe, that, that, that cup of shame and, and, and pain, that cup of the crucifixion. But he ended his prayer by saying, Thy will be done, not mine. And he went. And by his going, by his obeying, he glorified God as well. As John says, Peter's death would be. We are instructed as well and told by Jesus, follow me. Let's look at verses 20 and 21 now. Then Peter, turning about, seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, saith unto Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? John is identifying himself as being the one who is following. So by the use of this word following, it seems that Jesus and Peter are, are walking. They're having this conversation. And Peter notices that John is, is following him. And Peter asks, well, what about him? What about him? Looking at John. Meaning John. Peter just been told that there would be a time when he's older that he would die. And in what manner he would die. Well, what about him? Notice what Jesus tells Peter in verse 22. If I will that he tarry die come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Jesus tells Peter not to worry uh, uh, about the, the, the fate of another. Don't worry about what might happen to someone else. Live your life of faith and follow me. Don't you think that's good advice for each of us as Christians today as well? Live your life of faith and follow me. But Peter is so much like us. And we're so much like Peter. And when we think 
of ourselves and put ourselves in that situation or situations that we have been in. We often react the same way that Peter reacted. You know, when we're kids and we're arguing and we're fighting, it may be brothers and sisters or, or two brothers fighting, and one is jerked up and smacked, spanked and the other one is not, what's the common reaction we have? Well, what about him? What about him? You know, in, in school, we, we, we expect to be treated the same. We expect to be given the same work, the same assignments. We expect things to be equal. And if they're not, we often say, well, what about him? I know in my senior year in, in uh, class, we had one day we had a substitute teacher. And I was sitting two rows from the back. My best friend, David Youngblood, was sitting behind me. Now, we had Venetian blinds on our windows. Say we had a substitute teacher, and you know what happens when you have substitute teachers. You eat them alive. That just happens. So David, unbeknownst to me, had taken one of these Venetian blinds on the cords, and he had a little noose he'd prepared. Now, as soon as that teacher turned their back, David took that noose and strung it over my neck and jerked on the cord. Well, I came up out of my seat and hollered. David let go. The teacher turned around. All she sees is me standing up out of my chair. She points right at me and says, You're going to be written up, young man. And I say, What? Well, what about him? It's a natural reaction. What about him? If something happens to us, what about that other person? We expect the same thing at work. We expect to be treated the same. We expect the same favors. We expect the same pay from the same work. Even in the church, we sometimes compare ourselves to one another. We surely don't want to be caught doing more than they are. We're asked to do something. Well, what about them? They're not doing it. We are like Peter so much. We worry too much about the other person. If they might be doing less than what we're doing, or if we're doing more in our eyes than they're doing. I like what one preacher wrote long ago. He said, I've come to the conclusion that instead of trying to set my brothers and sisters straight, my first and foremost and most important work is to follow my Lord. And that's exactly what Jesus tells us to do. That's exactly what Jesus told Peter to do. Don't worry about him. You follow me. Jesus says the same thing to each one of us today. Now notice what happens with this saying now in verse 23. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren, that that disciple should not die, pertaining to John. Yet Jesus said not unto him that he should not die, but if I will tarry, but if he will tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Others misunderstood, misinterpreted the words of Jesus, so that this became known concerning John. Verse 24, 
This is the disciple, John talking about himself now. This is the disciple which testifieth of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. John said, I am an eyewitness. He's talking not just this one event here, but about the whole gospel that he's written here. I've been an eyewitness. I've seen these things. And I testify unto you that these things are true. And that this is what has happened. And as we end our lesson, verse 25. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. John said other things could have been written. All that he had seen, all that the other gospel writers had written, he had seen so much, so much more so. Other things could have been written, but these are all that we need to know to have the faith that is necessary. That faith that is necessary to believe. That faith that is necessary for us to follow Jesus as he instructs us to. That faith that is necessary that causes us to believe and to obey his will. The question tonight for each one of us, are we following his will? Or tonight, do you need to obey His will? If there be those in the audience tonight who have never put on Christ and need to, having believed His word, having repented of the sin of you in your life, do you need to come forward and confess before man that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and put on Christ through baptism? Or if you once put on Christ and yet have left your first love and need to be restored, won't you come as we stand and sing?